When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A, a, a Giants podcast for Giants fans. By Giants fans. It's Sean Morash. Down, down, down the sideline. Into the end zone. Touchdown, Giants. From the offseason through the wins and the losses, it's time to take one, one, one Giants giant step, step with your host, Sean Morash. Welcome into One Giant Step. Here I am your host, Sean Morash, free on the Odyssey app. And everywhere podcasts are available. Boy, can you tell it's tank season. Can you tell it's almost a happy Thanksgiving, which will be next week with the Giants and the Pats. Uh, I'm bringing you this podcast on Wednesday. Uh, Full disclosure, as I teased last week, I was in Las Vegas over the weekend. I did attend the Jet Raider game with my future brother-in-law and his bachelor party. A bunch of Jet fans, me and one other Giant fan there. Got to watch the Giants uh, get trounced by Dallas at the Mandalay Bay beforehand. I've been battling a cold since last week, and frankly, coming back from Vegas on a red-eye right to work, bad idea. No voice. Finally get my voice back. Would have been a lot of coughing to me talking to myself. So that's just me being as transparent with you, the diehard audience of One Giant Step, and I appreciate that. So here we are on a Wednesday, and some things have happened. First and foremost, the game. And look, in 48 hours, we're going to drop another pod previewing the next game with the lighter schedule, but the game getting blown out. By the Dallas Cowboys, 49-17. I have completed my rewatch, so one watch at a sports bar, one watch personalized on my couch. And let me just say this. From a fan's perspective, mission accomplished, right? Unfortunately, mission accomplished. You lose, the Cardinals win, you move into the number two pick, and there is still plenty of football left where the Giants can run into a win or two. Geez, I mean, that could happen this week versus a team that they've owned in the Commanders, despite the fact that they're 10-point underdogs. And ultimately, developing Tommy DeVito for whatever he is. Whatever he is in the future, I I thought he obviously had some really bad undrafted rookie moments. He had that nice drive to start the second half that finishes with the Cager touchdown. He has the very end of the game, which I didn't have a problem with Dable kind of, you know, playing, using it as a practice, finding Sterling Shepard for the touchdown. Uh, You know, he had a couple of those moments where he, tucked it and ran it, it was what it was for an undrafted rookie. And frankly, in the end, I know it's a garbage time touchdown. 17 points is the second highest output this team has scored all season. All season. So it's hard for me to to kill Tommy DeVito uh, and understand that, like, this is the world we're living in. It is what it is. And by the way, Brian Dable has recommitted to Tommy DeVito starting this week versus the Commanders, and frankly, as he should. Now, where this is going to become a debate a debate, and maybe the biggest reason to listen to one giant step or any kind of giant content as a Giant fan will be after the bye, after the New England game when Terod Taylor is eligible to come off injured reserve if the Giants do turn to him and really go full throttle and attempt to win football games, which if games keep getting blown out like this, you may have to, uh, and understandably so. But, look, he moved the ball. 
Saquon ran the ball, but that didn't stop Darius Slayton from having a disagreement with Mike Groh, the wide receivers coach, would led to Sterling Shepard calming him down. Um, this is also still an offense without Darren Waller as well. You saw Andrew Thomas come out of this game. That looks scary. He comes back in the game. And by the way, in that second half, was really handling Micah Parsons well in one of the few wins the Giants had players versus players in this. But, you know, if you turn around and you flip this, how about the defense, man? Uh, what can you say? Just atrocious and ugly. The defense that the Giants had that was giving us a flutter of a heartbeat of thinking that at post those first six games of difficult schedule, the Giants could fight their way back in what was deemed, you know, a weak wild card for that seventh and final spot in the NFC uh, is non-existent. And I know that they traded Leonard Williams, and this is not a complaint about trading Leonard Williams. Again, you have a, a second-round pick as a result. Uh, a Dory Jackson banged up, and for better or for worse, he's the non-young guy, number one corner on this team. Without him, the secondary does get get more depleted. Jason Pinnock had moments, including a big tackle on that first drive ahead of the goal line stand. Xavier McKinney is what he is, a very good but not elite safety. Uh, that's secondary, man. Without a Dory Jackson, a corner, Tay Banks is going to have his ups and downs. There's been a lot of positives, and you could absolutely see the makings of a bona fide starting stud corner in this league, which is what they hope he is after you invest in a first-round pick. But after that, look, Trey Hawkins gets absolutely dog-walked on a bomb down the field. Was it the Gallup or Brandon Cooks? I'm forgetting which one it was at this point. Yeah, he's been atrocious in coverage all year, but he's also a six-round rookie. Cordell Flott has had moments as the nickel quarter. He got banged up in this game. Tay Banks did get banged up as well. Then you're playing Darnay Holmes out there. I mean, the wheels are falling off. Nick McLeod's getting killed at plays. Depth is still an issue. And... At the same time, some of the guys we see stinking right now could be good pieces of depth, including Hawkins, maybe some McLeod. The more reps they get, which is the gift and the curse of playing through this bad giant season. Now that the games have gotten out of hand and maybe you don't want to change some things up, I mean, that's where you're playing to win, but at the same time, you're playing to figure out what these guys are as a core. And in the meantime, an explosive offense like the Cowboys is is trashing you up and down the field. Also in the second half, that game's 28-7 once the Giants score on the opening drive. Kayvon Thibodeau doesn't play a snap in the second half, concussion. Ojolari came back. He had his moments. But, I mean, you think Kayvon Thibodeau is important to this team for anybody who's still a Kayvon Thibodeau doubter? You think Kayvon Thibodeau is a good football player for this team? He is their premier pass rusher from the outside, the edge, when you have Dexter Lawrence cooking on the inside. And when Ojolari's healthy, he's a solid number two. Look, that game completely spiraled and deep bombs are being launched. Kayvon Thibodeau not being accounted for on the line. It's a huge deal. The Giants right now, let's face it, everything we saw last year, I don't buy that like it was some kind of outlier or fluke that they made the playoffs. No. I, look, they surprised some teams last year, yeah. They also had their quarterback healthy all year, Daniel Jones, okay? They had clearly Andrew Thomas healthy all year. I think we forget like those two things really hurt this team. And defensively, when McKinney and Jackson went down, that was when the season went out of control. You know, everybody wants to point to the second half of last year before they finally started rattling off those games and that, that they won at the end of the year. And then the, the of course, playoff win. And talk about, well, you know, remember they started off hot and then kind of fell apart. You, you can almost point directly to McKinney and Jackson getting hurt. And shocker, the Giants now, with defensive injuries piling up, can't stop anybody. It's depth. It's depth. And that is why the rest of the year is still important because – 
not only are figuring out what else foundation starters you have, and you're going to have some cap space, and you're going to have another high pick, two second-round picks to keep building up that, but some of these guys who might be starting now might end up being quality depth pieces. The, what you see on a lot of these young players, and the Giants are one of the youngest teams in football, shouldn't be the finished product on many of these guys individually on their career. They should only continue to get better. So that's why it sucks. It sucks sitting through it. It is so disheartening. It's aggravating. You put on the giant jersey like we all do, or your shirt or your hoodie every Sunday, and you sit down, and now you're dealing with that we're likely going to get killed and it looks ugly. This is just what I'm preaching to you and what you're watching for and what you're understanding. Who's here for the long haul? Who isn't? Now, with that, the topic de jour on what giant fans like to do, or maybe the media now out for blood because what are you going to talk about for the final seven weeks? Giants getting blown out in back-to-back games. Boy, is this a Brian Dable, Joe Shane thing. Should they even be here beyond year two? Stop it. Absolutely stop it. Brian Dable's the coach of the year last year with good reason. Why was he the coach of the year? Because none of us thought the team was talented enough to go make a playoff run. We bought in. They added more talent. I think they still have more talent than we give them credit for on the starting level uh, that depth needs to still build. This season's gotten out of control. But what is the the deck he's been dealt. If the team already had issues with talent, now you throw in the first quarter of the first game, you lose your very best player on the team and Andrew Thomas. Now he played the rest of that first game, but he was completely hampered on what was already a bad offensive line. Then in week four, you lose your second round pick. You picked at center, which is supposed to help the offensive line for multiple weeks. All while the quarterback you invested in is just getting hammered and has no trust and going backwards as far as his timing and development goes without his left tackle that was like his comfort blanket. Then you trade a big piece in Leonard Williams you're not going to sign, signaling to the locker room you understand the season probably is over from a playoff standpoint, and you watch other guys continue to get hurt. Waller, Jackson, uh, Ojolari, now Thibodeau, etc. You know, there's only so much you can overcome. And this idea that, like, you want the Giants to compete while they lose, of course— did anybody get the sense there were a lot of guys not trying to play football on Sunday versus the Dallas Cowboys? They were completely outmanned. It's frustrating. I get it. Darius Slayton boiling over. He's pissed off. I get it. Saquon, annoyed. I get it. This is not the season any of us thought. I thought this would be a playoff team. But I don't think this team's totally come apart at the seams here where you have to look at Brian Dable and question everything. And it's almost like, you know, for any hockey fan that understands this, I know Laviolette's done a good job with the Rangers. But Gerard Gallant losing in the first round of the Devils and getting fired. I wasn't a fire Gallant guy. Looks silly now with how good Laviolette is. But stick with me here for a second. And for those who don't watch hockey, the point is the Rangers probably overachieved in the first year of Gerard Gallant two years ago when he got them all the way to the conference final. Then they go get ousted in the first round in year two. And it's like we're going to punish the head coach because he overexceeded expectations in year one and then you know couldn't back it up in year two. That's what it feels like here. He overexceeded Dable did in year one, and this probably was the year the Giants should have had last year, but everything went their way in one year, and everything's gone against their way this year. And by the way, you know, in these individual games, whether it's the Bills at, at halftime, the Jets, 24 seconds, um, Seattle, two bad you know, plays by Daniel Jones. I mean, there are games here where, you know, something goes the other way, and this record looks a lot of different, and, the, and that's football. So, yeah, you are what your record says you are, and things have spiraled, but things could have been very different through the first eight weeks that that happened. And, and again, Joe Shane, 
Joe Shane saw what happened to a giant season when Daniel Jones went down and they had no backup quarterback plan and Mike Glennon and Jake Fromm made the offense inoperable. They went out and they got Terod Taylor for that reason. Terod Taylor is now hurt. Daniel Jones is a torn ACL. Outside of the 49ers with Brock Purdy, and now we find out that Purdy isn't just, you know, a wonder boy. He probably is their real starting quarterback for the next five years. Who, with a third-string quarterback, is, you know, figuring out ways to, to win football games. Games. Not a game here or there, which is left to be determined with Tommy DeVito. Games. It doesn't happen when your third plan of attack. And by the way, not just like they they spent the fifth round pick on a guy. He's their third quarterback plan on being a backup. A complete undrafted rookie that was brought in to basically take snaps in camp and did enough to earn his way into the practice squad. That's what the Giants are dealing with now. And he's not even playing the worst. What head coach is supposed to win with that? So stop with the fire table stuff. The next two months are going to suck. And I said it last week on the podcast. I understand if Giant fans start tuning out of content. I get it. I I hope that you stick with us. But come on, man. Stop with the fire table nonsense. The next seven weeks are going to stink. Maybe they win a game with Terod Taylor. Maybe not. Maybe we get aggravated. Maybe not. Look around. Look around at what Joe Burrow's done for the Bengals, what Trevor Lawrence has done for the Jaguars. Daniel Jones has too many injuries in recent history. The Giants are in play to set themselves up the way the Bengals did, the way the Jaguars did. They're in play for that. Even the Chiefs with Mahomes, it's all about picking the right guy. First-round picks. Stick the course. Stay the course. All right. You'll follow me at Sean Morash, at Morash Radio. I will be back, I believe, with Bryce on Friday to preview the Giants and Commanders. As we continue through this trek of an awful season in 2023 on One Giant Step, thanks to our producer, James, and thank you to everybody for taking One Giant Step with us.